Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. It's just me, Robert, today. Um, Peter is coming back from honeymoon, I think, today. Kaylin is somewhere. I don't know where Kaylin is. She, she didn't even come to church today. Pagan. And Moses... Moses is... <laughs> Moses, Moses was available, but there was complications. So I'm here alone because Peter gave me the responsibility of doing the podcast stuff whilst he's away. Like, keep quite hard, but I'm persevering. Can't let him down. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I wanted to get a podcast out. So I've got a friend with me today. Hello, friend. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. My name's Angela. And yes, it was an impromptu type of a thing. It was. So you're not exactly alone. You have someone here. Well, did I say that I'll introduce the show and introduce you? Yeah, but still, I'm still somebody. <laughs> I would <laughs> like to be acknowledged from the jump. I did acknowledge you. No, because you said you're here alone. As in, alone without the other furnace members. Oh, well, you see, you should have said that. Well, now you know. Anyway, so Angela, known for about... See, I say known. We've had like two days worth of conversation. I know, we really have. Yeah, so I met Angela at a friend's Bible study. And it turned out that we have like two minutes away from each other literally yeah and, and, and like that's been the case like all our lives and i don't think i've ever seen you before no never in life because you live on the back street yeah because you know i need my privacy no. i'm not a, that main chick type of person i don't i don't want to be on the main road when so you're you. when you're on point you live on the main road is it no i'm not some back at least are you sure it's not just when you're bait you live on the no, main no, road no, 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 no. i'm exclusive so not everyone can have access to where i live well no one wants access to where you live. <laughs> But yeah, so um, yeah, Angela and I went out for the first time yesterday. Yes. We had, we had, we had a good time out. Went we to, did. Went to Pancake House. Went to My Old Dutch. Pancake House. My Old Dutch Pancake is what House. it says on the top of the And on the, the bottom building, it says Pancake House. In like small print. It's not small print. <laughs> yeah. It's in the same print as the Pancake House. I mean, if you search it, it would say My Old Dutch if you in search, Melbourne. If you search Pancake House, it comes up. Really? Let's do it right now. <laughs> Give me two seconds, guys. I need to keep my point. I mean, you can try. Watch this, watch this, watch this. <laughs> Pancake house. Are you ready, yeah? Are you ready? Right there. I don't really see. Right I see my old Dutch, see? When With I like searched, four stars, when I searched I Pancake house, it came up. Anyway, so yeah, we had a nice time yesterday. We had pancakes and waffles and... Yeah, and chicken just, curry. Chicken curry. Yeah. You had, you, had, you, had, you had like two bites and then you just <laughs> threw the rest away. I had a quarter of it, a solid quarter. quarter. Yeah. Wow. Do you know how big that was? I know. Do you know what? I'm so bad? My eating habits are so bad. <sighs> anyway, let's get into today's podcast. Let's but before we do, let's learn a bit more about Angela. Tell us a bit about yourself. What would you like to know? Um, what do you do for a living? I have a hair and makeup business okay. and I teach. Teach what do you teach? I teach English and media studies, GCSE and A levels. Like teaching? I do. I do. But I have um, I'm now doing tutoring. I was teaching the whole of last year, but I have decided to go back to tutoring because I prefer it. Okay. Tell me about tell me about your work. So how did you decide that you want to take this whole Christianity thing seriously? Um, so I think my, my journey started off pretty typical, grew up in a Christian family. However, my dad didn't go to church for most of my early ages of life. So until I was about 13, okay. 
he has had a bad experience when he was younger and decided not to go to church anymore. But he always took us. My mum was the believer. Um, but if she was working, my dad would drop us and say, okay, you have to go to church. But he never went himself, mm. except maybe Christmas and New Year's. So I would say just before I went off to uni, yeah, just before I went off to uni, the church I was going to at the time would be classed as Pentecostal. But I was raised Catholic. Mm. Um, my mum went to Pentecostal churches. We as me and my brothers, we didn't really. And then when my dad started going back to church when I was about 13, it was a Pentecostal church he went to. So we started going to support him. And they were talking about baptism and, you know, people getting baptised again. And I always thought, well, I was baptised as a child when I was, um, you know, a baby. Yeah. But it was said, okay, that doesn't count. So I wanted to figure that out for myself because I thought, oh my gosh, most of my friends are Catholic. So you're going to tell me that doesn't count? That they're all <laughs> going to go to hell? And I got really worried. I thought, what about all the priests? What about Father this, Father that? Are you telling me their baptism doesn't count as they're all going to hell? I got really worried. So before I went to uni, I decided in my church they had um, baptism classes. Okay. And my pastor at the time said, you can take them, figure it out for yourself. And at the end, if you want to get baptised, you can. If you don't, you don't have to, but you'll gain more knowledge. Mm. And it was then that I took the classes. And also at the time, a lot of the people around me were older. And I always heard the story of you go to uni, first year, freshers, people do a lot of craziness. They go wild, yes, they do. <laughs> wayward. And then it's when they come back from uni that they start to take their walk seriously. And I realised I didn't want to be that person. I didn't want to have the same story of going off to uni and being wild and having all of that because I thought I've got enough people that are warning me that this happens. Mm. So I just didn't want to be another statistic. So before I left to go to uni, I got baptised. And from then on, I started to take my walk. I was intentional. When I went to uni, I didn't have my parents around, nobody to force me to go to church. But I can honestly say I never spent a Sunday outside of church. That first week I went there, God ordered my steps to a church and I stayed there. Oh, it's actually sick. <laughs> I could say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> the uni was a bit wild still. Oh, really? It was fun, though. It was fun. It was fun. Like, the first week I, I found the, like, the, um, the Christian Performing Arts Society. Right. So I joined it. I wasn't going there for the Christian bit. Go for the girls. No, I, actually, um, I didn't go. I didn't go for the girls. Is it? My friend invited me to come. I came. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So, um, what should we talk about today? I wish you planned these things, but but I like the spontaneity mm-hmm. of it. I know. So, I'm known as the babes guy. The what guy? Babes. The babes. That's my, that's my word. The babes. What's the babes. the babes? Babes. Babes is babes. What's the babes? Babes is like females. Okay, so you're the babes. No, I'm the collector of babes. You're the collector, the collector of, of babes. babes. Yes. Babes is in a, a pig. No. Because, you know. No. I, I, actually, I haven't watched that movie all the way through yet. I've seen bits of it. He's the one that talks, isn't it? Yeah. And it, look, we're getting, the pig get in the Get distracted. <laughs> get distracted. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all into my love and my romance stuff. Okay. So let's have a talk about love and romance and all that good stuff. All that good stuff. That's good stuff. You're single, right? I am. I am. Why? Why did you say that? I mean, is it? An, why is it an assumption? You're single, right? Why couldn't it be you're in a relationship, right? Because I remember us having a conversation yesterday. Okay. I mean, as long as that's the only reason. I mean, <laughs> you can't just be going around assuming people are single. I can have a man. Okay. Okay. 
I didn't say you couldn't. I mean, just don't be stating things like that. That's a heavy assumption. That what? That I'm single. No, it's not. You're either single or you're not. Yeah, but why can't you go for the not? Because it's better to assume someone is single than to assume they're in a relationship. I'd rather someone assume I'm in a relationship. Well, why? Because I want to have that aura about me that she just screams that she's in a relationship. Yeah. Even, even when you're not. She just has that aura. She just seems like, yes. What kind of aura is that? It's the aura of a relationship, okay? <laughs> relationship that, that you're not in. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Do you know what it is? It's that whole wife material, marriage material. You want to have that aura about yourself. That's what it is. So you think you're ready to be a wife yet? Um... If you asked me this two years ago, I would have said a definite yes. <laughs> I would have been like, yes, I used to get it all the time. People would be like, and you are such a wife without a husband. I used to get it a lot. Mm. But when you ask me now, I'm not sure. And what's changed in those two years that's made you unsure? Um, I realised that there's a lot of trials and challenges that I've gone through in life. And I haven't had time for myself my life has heavily been dedicated to other people mm. so i realized that if i got married in let's say the past few years that had gone past eventually i would end up presenting my husband and kids because i never had that time for me um okay. i don't know how to take time out for me i don't know how to pursue my own dreams my own purpose and i believe there's a reason for your singleness i believe there's certain things that god wants you to accomplish when you're single that you can't do when you're in a relationship because now it's two people joined as one mm. and so i need to take time and intentionally um figure those things out and if i don't whether it happens five ten twenty years down the line eventually i feel like i would resent my husband and kids and i don't ever want to be in that place so i'm now being intentional about my purpose and myself and even just taking time for me because i don't know how to do that i'm not very good at taking time for me mm. Do you feel like you know what the purpose of your singleness is? No. I would say there's a few things, but I wouldn't say I can categorically say this is the reason um, for my singleness. I know there's a lot of people that I called to help, oh. and I don't think I could help those same people if I was in a relationship. Reason being because they tend to be troubled guys no what does that mean he said i'm one of those girls you know, you know those those girls like that that go around fixing guys and then no i'm not fixing anybody oh gosh i'm not trying to fix anyone so what are you doing <laughs> i'm just helping people and how's helping different from fixing um because when you're helping someone it takes a level of intentionality on that person's part it says, I want to get better or I want to improve in this. When you're fixing, that can just be you. That person may say, I'm perfectly fine. And you're here trying to fix X, Y, and Z that that person said, I'm not broken. Mm. So yeah, helping is a two-way street. You've both acknowledged and come to a level together. So yes, I'm helping people. Oh. I'm helping to see the potential in people that they don't necessarily see in themselves. Oh, yeah. And I'm helping to push them to reach their potential. I, d I mean, I'm a wordsmith. <laughs> Let me say, I studied English, guys. So, <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> um, what areas do you feel like you need to work on before you feel like you're a bit more ready for marriage? Um, 
or do you feel like, as in like leading up to marriage what thing what areas do you feel like you could, you could work on yourself to help you better prepare for that um for that state okay something that i am working on already is being more emotionally open okay. because i'm not i'm very in tune with how i feel but i put that on the back burner and i ignore how i feel and i won't necessarily communicate that to somebody else so yesterday I was having a conversation with a friend and he said I feel like there's a bit of tension sometimes when we talk and he doesn't know where it's coming from. And I realised there was a lot of things that maybe he had done that I bypassed. So what had it happened is there was a lot of resentment that had been building. And I could have addressed it, but in my head I felt like, you know what, it's not that deep. It's alright, we can put it on the back burner. But to be fair, I should have just addressed it at the time. I should have nipped it in the bud. I should have told him how I feel and so I am learning that my emotions don't just affect me mm. so it's not fair for me to say you know what I'll deal with this by myself and I'm one of those people if I'm upset I would say I'll call you back <laughs> and I'm gonna go deal for myself and then when I call you back I'm all happy and I'm like okay I'm good again and I don't let the other person maybe help me or understand why I was upset or why I was annoyed I just deal alone so I'm learning not to be so secluded in mm. dealing by myself and doing this one-month island thing because at the end of the day, we were built for relationships. Blah. So, yeah. I think I'm a bit of the opposite where, like, right now, I'm, I'm learning how to not always try and be there to try and fix stuff. Okay. Because I'm, I'm very Mr. Fix-It, yeah? I'm a, I'm a fixer. Are you that superhero guy that wants to come in night in shining armour and help that yes. damsel in distress? Yes. That's exactly what Oh, guys. And I've been learning. And you know what it did? <laughs> I was, what happened? I was in a room with like two girls like a couple months back. And like I'm good terms with both of them. And then one of them said that I have a problem with always trying to fix stuff. Mm. And the other one agreed. And they had a good 10-minute conversation about how I, I like to try to fix people's problems. Oh, really? I don't think it's a bad thing wanting to fix people's problems. But I guess it's learning that balance so you know, I went to help and you know, I went to stand back that's it sometimes it's not going to be you that's going to fix it you might just point them in the right direction but I don't know you don't know do I'm you like, think you're ready for marriage no no why not because it's just, it's just a lot of stuff to work on a lot of stuff to work on come on give us a few um I feel I wish to, wait where do we begin Oh, it's a long list. Yeah? It's a long list. <laughs> but you know what? I feel like no one can ever be ready for marriage. It's something that, that, that like you learn as, as you go along. Okay, I hear that. But I know right now there's stuff I could, I could work on on my singleness. Okay. Um, right now, I think the, the most important one is trusting in God in certain situations. Mm. And like, I learned to trust God and allow Him to lead me. Um, which... It's a process. Okay, so give us an example of why that would cripple you in a relationship. Because um, just like looking to him for direction. Okay. And because I know that there's a way I like to do things. Yeah. And that, it, it, in my head, that, that might be the best solution. Okay. But then God might have his own way of like what he wants to do. And if if you're being stopped, you can just go and ruin stuff because you're not listening. 
So that's one thing. Um, career wise, I'm, I'm not where I want to be. Uh, where do you want to be? I don't know. Just, 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 well, that helps. just, just not where I am. <laughs> Um, you know, there was there was a period where I was just like, you know what, yeah, I, I, I want babies that will hold me down as I try and figure all of this stuff out. I'm not that person anymore. I want to. Yeah. That's I, what you wanted. That's what I wanted. Okay. Because I think I, I, I just thought it was so romantic that you know, the, the babies would be like, yeah, I see the potential in you, and I'm gonna help you reach that potential, and then we'll build this mighty empire together. Mm-hmm. So will she be paying the bills while no, no, you're figuring no, 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 no. it out? I'll still be paying the bills. Okay, I just I'm wanted to check out, yeah. if that's what's romantic oh, that no, no, she's no, picking no. up the check while no, you're no, no, no. figuring it out. No. There's a lot of guys out there figuring it out. <laughs> they're oh no no no. What's the saying? They're finding themselves. That's the one. A lot of guys out there finding themselves while their female holds it down, says the job, keeps the house on check. Okay. I see, I've got too much pride to, to do that. And pride is another thing. Yeah, pride is another thing. Pride is not a good thing. And I, and I, can, I, I, I can have a bit of a sharp tongue sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah, me too. It's, it's really bad. Mm. But, but I'm working on it. I'm learning, I'm learning to know where not to say anything. Okay. Where yeah. not to clap back. Sometimes it's necessary. <laughs> sometimes it's, it's not. not every day clap it's back. Not, it's not. It's not. I'm out, so sometimes be easy. Yes. yes. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn how to give less. If that makes sense. Okay. Why I say that? It. So I'll give an example. So that was the baby once. You're really calling these people babes. You know what? It, it started off as like a joke thing. Mm-hmm. And then it just stuck. Okay. So now I just call those babes. As long as you never call me that, we're fine. I tell guys from the jump, I don't do babes, baby, none of that. Oh no, I wouldn't call you. I, I, I wouldn't say you're babes. But if I'm talking about you, I might say, yeah, I'll just do babes. No, baby. no. <laughs> as long as I'm not in issue of you saying that, we'll be good. Because All right. if I hear that, yeah, no. But anyway, those are babes. She's my girlfriend, my first girlfriend. Okay. See, doesn't that sound nicer? Oh, my girlfriend, you know? That's, that's Yeah, but nice. she's not my girlfriend anymore, though. So. Okay. Yeah. And um, when we were going out, like, it was the, just around the time when the Cabbage Cookie Crumble came out for the first time. You really remember that? Yeah. Okay. And and she said that she liked it. Okay. So like every time I, I went to go and see her, mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd always bring her like a bar of cookie crumble. Oh, that's nice. And, and yeah, and she was like, oh, I liked it. And she liked it. Yeah. But then it got to a point, like, you know when you have the same thing over and over again too much, you start to not, not enjoy it anymore. Mm-hmm. And she said because I was always bringing it to, bringing it to her, she didn't like it anymore. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm learning that. I'm learning about moderation because I'm, I'm very I'm very much an all of that person. Okay. So I'm trying to learn that that moderation. Okay. It's, it's, it isn't easy. But I think that's nice because if a guy brought me chicken all the time, I mean, I wouldn't be complaining. You don't think you get you get tired? No, of my ex used to bring me chicken all the time. He would surprise me with chicken, chicken on my windowsill, everything, <laughs> every day chicken. I'd be sad he'd bring me chicken. I'd be happy he'd bring me chicken. I'd be mad he'd bring me chicken. I'm telling you that. I never got tired of it. So I was happy. I think I've got a bit of an addictive personality with certain things. So if I like something, I like it. Mm. And um, I can't get tired of it. So, yeah. Okay. So, so what areas do you feel, um, you feel like you are ready to be married? In the whole 
submissive submission part. I think a lot of females struggle to be selfless and to submit to a guy or even to authority sometimes it's not necessarily just the guy because mm. sometimes we are like that with our parents it's just a bit of a struggle I don't think I think I'm too submissive sometimes actually that's been my issue in past relationships submitting to a man that is not my husband um, that's been a problem because I I have a tendency to do that so mm. therefore I am I'm very easily I'm very ready to submit um, so in that area I think I'm ready I think in the area of being quite selfless and putting someone else's needs, because, you know, in a way, certain people might agree, disagree. We are there to serve our husbands, you know? I'm not saying that you're a house girl, mm. but I'm saying you are there to attend to his needs and to serve him. And it's two people joining as one, you know? And I think in those areas, I'm very much ready to do all of that. Um, compromise, I'm ready to do those things. Yes. To be honest, I was thinking about it the other day and I was like, I personally think I would make a great wife. I just don't know if there's a guy ready to be a great husband to me. Because guys are told, men are told to love their wife the way Christ loved the church. And I don't see men loving women like that. I really don't. What would that kind of love look look like? It's selfless. Love is a verb, not a noun. I'm always telling people. It's a doing word. It is sacrificial. Um, it's about commitment. It's not this, oh, I have these butterflies inside and I feel like this. You have to choose to love somebody. You don't haphazardly fall in love. You have to choose that person every day. Mm. You have to be so intentional. And even when you don't like someone or don't like what they're doing, it doesn't mean you don't love them. You know, I have these things with my brothers all the time. And I, I tell my brother, I don't like you. But I love you, and for that reason, I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. <laughs> you know, but people misconstrue it, and they, they don't like someone one day, so all of a sudden, oh, I, I fell out of love for that person. Well, that's not love, then. And that's my problem. I don't see enough examples of that in the church, where I'm seeing that men are literally... I mean, you're not going to... You may not lay down your life physically, as Jesus did for us, but you're doing things to that great magnitude where you're saying, I'm going to put myself to the back burner, I'm going to put myself to the side, and I'm going to be sacrificial for you. Mm. Not enough men are sacrificing for their females. A lot of men, I'm the head of the household, I'm the head and what I want to do, and it's my vision, and we're going forward with me, and I'm just like, mm, okay. So, yeah, it's very off-putting mm. in terms of what I'm seeing. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't see it, and so that worries me. I'm just like. And when you're speaking about the church, do you mean the church in general, or what about what about like the church you attend? I don't know. I'm guessing like married couples there. There are a few. We don't have many um, in the church I attend. It's quite young, um, so we don't have many married couples. They're all and they're all pretty early on in their marriage life, to be honest. Um, so there's not too much I can take from there. Because if you're below five years, mm, 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 you're still a newlywed. My mum said that at my bridal shower, anyone below five years, she's not going to let them talk. She said that they don't have advice to give. They're still in their honeymoon period. You've had a bridal shower? No, she said at my bridal okay. shower. Which is at the bridal shower, which is kind no, because I went to a bridal shower for my friends and there was a lot of newlyweds talking. My mum was not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
she but it was funny because every auntie that spoke almost contradicted whatever these newlyweds said mm. so it just goes to show that with I mean I know there's a difference in culture so maybe it's that but it does go to show with maturity in marriage that there is a lot more that there is to learn Definitely. what are you looking forward to most about marriage I'm looking forward to having that person that you can completely be yourself with I'm looking forward to having that person that is going to stick around. I mean, ideally, I mean, I know that sometimes marriage ends in divorce and sometimes things don't work out, but in an ideal world where you get married and stay together for the rest of your lives, I'm looking forward to having that person that is literally going to stay with you forever. Yeah. There's no shifting, there's no changing, you don't have to re-get to know someone. The whole dating process is very long and it can be very tiring. <laughs> meeting new people and learning new things about them and all of these things I'm literally looking forward to having that person where you say okay that's it it's me and you I have committed the rest of my life to working it out with you and so everything that comes our way I'm very excited about that the struggles don't um they don't make me worried I'm not worried about the struggles because I'm so excited to say that it's me and you that's it and whatever happens I mean we're gonna figure it out and literally, because right now you're always holding back certain parts of yourself mm. when you meet people because you don't know, is this person the one? Yes, I might be dating this person, but is it going to end in marriage? I don't know. So you don't give them all of you. I'm excited to have someone that I can give all of me. Okay. What about yourself there? Because that's quite a heavy question. Um, I think like that, 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 that last bit you, you, you touched on about being able to give yourself fully to someone. Mm. I'm like really looking forward to like loving someone for like everything. Mm-hmm. And just yeah, just being able to be able to love them in different ways, you know. Do all the romantic stuff, yeah. No, the, 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 the romantic stuff is nice. I'm looking forward to that. But the ideas are ready. But just like simple stuff like making them breakfast. Mm. Like, you know, girls, they're not really breakfast people. And complain about how they're hungry or how they have no energy. You're not serious. So you know what? I'm, I swear that I'm actually looking forward to. Are like, you going to be a feeder? Are you literally going to feed your missus? I'm going to. I'll make sure she has breakfast every morning. When she gains like twenty pounds, that's when you'll see healthy food. Okay. Healthy food. No bacon and eggs and sausage. And... Maybe on the weekends. Maybe on the weekends. Anyway, um, yeah, just like loving. Yeah, so like making their breakfast. Mm-hmm. Making sure the house is tidy so like they don't have to come from a tidy so afterwards they can just come and relax. Oh yeah, you want to be a house husband. I do. I do. You want to be a homebody. You want to be a stay-at-home dad. We talked about that on the on other podcast. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do the rest of your guys want to be stay-at-home dads too? Um, I can't remember what they said. I'm just too in love with my vision. <laughs> but you know what? I don't know. I, I feel like being a stay-at-home dad allows you to do so much more for your family. Mm. You get to make sure the place is tidy, you get to be involved with your kids and what they're doing more, help them with your, their homework. Yeah. You can yeah, you just be, be be more involved because like in London everything is so busy and you, if you're working, if you're not working, you're resting because you have to go to work in the morning and Yeah, it's true. It's just such a rat race. It is. I, I was in Ghana for a year and like a whole, year. a whole year. What were you doing there? Um, just 
bits and pieces. Or like right, right, right after you. So you weren't sent there because you were in trouble, oh, no? No, 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 this okay. is <laughs> I mean, that's the story, right? <laughs> it was a one-way ticket and they didn't know they weren't no, coming back. because, no. like, I didn't know what I wanted to do after uni. So, um, and I've got, like, a couple of family projects out there. So I went to go and do, that, do, do those. Oh, okay. Um, once I was out there, what I did, I went to the bank for a bit, which was... It was all right. It was, it was, it was interesting seeing, like, the differences between banks in Ghana and banks in London. Mm-hmm. So like in Ghana, there were like rows of seats because the process is just, just like seemed to take that much longer. Oh really? Yeah. So like at first it was weird coming come from London and expecting everything to be done bam bam bam. Yeah. And like seeing yeah. how, how slow they are with everything. <laughs> but then like the, the, the quality of life is so much better even though like they haven't got money and stuff or as much money mm-hmm. and they haven't got proper pavements. I think the whole time I was there, I saw like seven working traffic lights. Okay, all right. And, so and, right. You, and you, see, you see guys bending in the streets, trying to sell stuff on the roads. But they generally looked a lot more happier than people in, in, in London do. Because like, in London, you're always, trying to, you're always trying to pay bills. Everything's yeah. about paying bills. Like, quality of life is just not the one. And London is lonely. I feel like there's so many people, but people don't have connections with each yeah. other you know if you moved to london and you didn't know anyone so you didn't go uni here you didn't have family here you literally just moved here for work i feel like it would be a very lonely city and you have to intentionally go on maybe facebook or join these groups of things to mm. find people other than that you don't just meet people and connect with people ad hocly like that in london the only thing i like about london is just that it's 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 quite everything that you need. It does. It does. Uh, so, like these people that 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 like live in Croydon and then places. Google them on the outskirts. Can you insult in Croydon people and Bro, I don't understand people. why they've got trams. Because they need the tram. No. Okay. No. Can people not travel on the tram, please? Well, they should get proper underground stations at, in, in Croydon. No, the, the tram is nice. It's not. You know. Some it's not fake. Half bus, half tra- half train. To Make up your mind. No, I think you know that's called what innovation. You know, it's really nice. It's cool. You can look at the scenery as you're going. It's not too far. But there's nothing know. to see, Croydon. There's shops there, like Debenhams, Primark. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Nah, forget Croydon. Croydon's a pagan area. Oh, aren't you lovely? I know. See, and one thing I like about Angela. Is the fact that she lives in Waterloo, where I live. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 one of, it's one of the greatest places. Amen to that. I mean, you just got brownie points for that mm-hmm. comment there. And it's like, I love that I can like mention the place and like you know the place. I know the place, yeah. Mm, yeah like yesterday, you, you were talking about Lower Marsh. I know Lower Marsh. It <laughs> <laughs> <You're not saying. laughs> actually makes me so happy. I don't think you understand. <laughs> no, that's why the first time I met you, I, I said, oh. Somebody lives in Waterloo. Yeah. Really? I never meet people that live in Waterloo. Like, ever. So I was mm. just like, oh my gosh, wow. Like, it's, it made me happy. It's actually the best place. I love it, because transport is so amazing. Yes. It literally just... Every, everything is easy to get to. You can walk to a lot of places, or if you have to take the overground, the underground, everything goes to Waterloo. Everything does. It's just lovely. I think the only thing that, that we're missing is the KFC. Yeah. Apart from that, we've got everything. I know, but our, our closest KFC is where? Probably Wolf Road. Yeah, Woolly Road, yeah. 
That's it. So yeah, no, and I'm not about to go there for KFC. Oh. If they brought a, a closer one, I would just thumbs up. They need to take away that Burger King in the station and replace it with the KFC. Yes, yes. That's okay, what they need Burger to do. Burger King is just a waste of, waste of space. For some like evil McDonald's. This is it. Burger King might as well be Wimpy. That's what it might as well be. <laughs> do you remember Wimpy from back I in do. the day? I do. It might as well be that. Yeah, good times, man. That's it. Um, what's the biggest lesson you 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 you're gonna take away from your past relationships? Um, do you know what? I had the perfect answer to this like a couple of months ago because <laughs> <laughs> somebody was asking me, people were asking me a lot, this a lot, um, a couple of months ago. So I had literally my cookie cut response. Unfortunately, I don't remember anymore. Um, so off the top of my head, what is the biggest lesson I'm going to take away from my past relationships? Um, do you know what it is? It's kind of similar to something you said earlier, but it's to trust in God. And also to trust, I got to a place um, in one of my relationships where, because of things that was happening in my own life, I didn't trust my own judgment anymore. I didn't trust my own opinion. Um, I was very stagnant in that sense when it came to trusting me. Um, so I had this illusion of, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to put everything in God because I don't trust myself. But I need to trust the God that lives inside of me because he put the Holy Spirit inside of me. Mm. So therefore, when I'm speaking, the Holy Spirit is prompting me to say certain things, but I didn't trust any of that. I said, God, unless you come down from heaven and tell me certain things, I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. So I need to, um, the biggest lesson I learned is that God speaks. And even in those turbulent situations, when you are not sure, trust that he put the Holy Spirit in you for a reason. Sometimes we're waiting for these big signs and we're not sure. Yes, no, stay, go. What is it that we're doing? And there's a reason that we no longer have the Holy Spirit doesn't come upon us and then go. And we treat the Holy Spirit like he does. And it's like, it's not the Old Testament anymore. It's not, he's here with you for a season and then he goes. And when you need him, you call him again. He's always there. And I've learned that I need to trust that. And I need to tap into the Holy Spirit more and commune with him more. And literally let him guide me in my relationship and involve God. Um, yes, I would say I involved God on the surface, but really I didn't involve him properly until there was situations that I was unsure about. And I've learned that I need to involve from the jump. Before even the feelings get involved, because it's very easy when you love someone or you care about someone now and you start praying to God about that person. If God's not telling you what you want to hear, then it's very easy for you to ignore that. So before there's even feelings, when it's just that person's a perspective, a potential, you just met this person, just involve God. Mm. From the jump, from the beginning, involve him is my biggest lesson. Mm. I think for me, it would be... I think it's that people change Mm. and they won't always be what they were yeah and um yeah i'm not like a like a big fan of change okay <laughs> <laughs> so you expect people to stay the same yeah stay the same stay the same or evolve but the evolution should be based on what you were before so as in like so okay so there's his babes mm-hmm and um so he went out for six months to get broke up mm-hmm. 
and like during that first time like that that first period like it was very fun and happy and playful and jokey and, mm-hmm. I, and like i love that about the relationship i felt like i just I, we, we could play and we could have fun and we could be silly and childish and it was great it was a fun time but then we broke up and then we went out again for another six months oh okay yeah. okay and i think one of the the problems with that relationship was that i was expecting her to be who she was before during the during that first period okay and and i wasn't giving her that space to just be her and, and allow her to go into the person she was being okay and i hear that and yeah and to be fair she was she it was like around college time so she like obviously gets stressed with like exams and university mm-hmm. and and um yeah i wasn't as open-minded as as as, as i should have been okay and that created my relationship a lot it would do i yeah. can see how it would it would yeah so and like people are going to change so you just have to give them space to change mm-hmm. and love them regardless of the changes that happen yeah even if it's not a change you want obviously not like if, if they change become like a like a slope love them but say fam fix up <laughs> but if i don't know if they don't if they're not as outgoing as they used to be okay yeah like you know you get older maybe you don't want to go out as much mm-hmm. then like you can say let's go out if they say no okay okay just stay in watch a movie you know so you have to be able to adapt to, to change to adapt, yeah. okay but these changes you're talking about are they permanent changes or because you know sometimes when you're in a season of life mm. you might change a certain way but that's because of where you're at and once that season passes then you too may go back to being the way you used to be or yeah so it was it was it permanent stuff like maybe this person is saying i used to drink and i don't drink alcohol anymore so that's a permanent fixture or is it a personality change because our personality shifts all the time yeah i think it's like a mixture of both okay like i know for, for, for like me um i've changed in the aspect that i let things go a lot easily than than than, than, than i used to all right so like if a baby says no yeah i don't need this anymore let's break up i say okay I won't, is I won't. that necessarily a good thing huh? though well, I think, like, I've never been a fan of the whole using a breakup as a threat to try and get what you want out of a relationship. Oh, okay, yeah. So, so before, I, I'd be like, no, no, we can make it work. I love you so much. But now, you know, yeah, if you're going to be in a relationship, you'll make it work. You won't say, let's break up, because that, mm. that shouldn't even be, like, on your mind. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. Would you do the whole break thing? No. I feel like, um that maybe like one two days so like you can like calm down with your feelings and stuff but is that a break one two days i think that's that just cooling off yeah after a fight i think that's all you need because i feel like after a break things ne- are never the same mm. sort of thing because like that's now like a chapter in your book yeah and anything can happen during a break. Ask Ross. 
that's it. Just to be honest, thing. I believe they were. They, they, you know, it was. It wasn't a break. So it, it, it was count. a break. No, but it, it was a break. No, no, was in the wrong, no, um, no, no, no. Um, it was. It was a break because Rachel was with that guy when Ross called her, and Ross thought, "All right, if you're with the guy, I'll go and find the girl." No, sorry. Did she sleep with him? No, mm-hmm. she didn't. Right. She knew that. She didn't sleep with anybody. She, she knew how 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 he felt about the guy. Didn't sleep with anybody. She knew how he felt about the guy, and and, and the guy was what caused the problems, and then she was with him. She was talking to him. Just. Right. She was talking to him. If Ross your boyfriend went to go out and sleep with somebody that same night. If your boyfriend like, says I don't like this guy, you shouldn't be inviting this guy to come and talk. They were friends. They were work no, colleagues. No, no, no. Like no. they were friends. Right. Like, like we talked about yesterday. There's, there's like certain boundaries once you have your 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 relationship. Of course, they're and, and she wasn't doing anything that was inappropriate with the guy. It's not about being inappropriate. If your boyfriend says I don't like this person, then you shouldn't be spending time with that person because you should respect your boyfriend enough to say. But okay. why? No, hmm? it's why because sorry, your man can say he doesn't like everybody. I don't like the postman. So you're gonna stop receiving mail because your boyfriend doesn't like the postman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Um, there needs to be a legitimate reason. I'm sorry, you can't just tell me I don't like somebody and I'll say, okay, yeah, that's... No. What is your reasoning for not liking this person? If it's not legitimate, then I'm sorry. No, but I swear the guy was like flirting with, with like Rachel. I mean, that's subjective. I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean it depends that's what you're calling. That's, that's such a good answer. It depends that's what you're calling flirting. No. You know, some people would say, no, he was just a friendly guy. No. Other people may interpret no. it as flirting. It's very subjective. See... Guys know how, how guys act. Is it? So like, when I saw it, I was like, but he's trying to get in there. Is it? But for, for a girl, it's like, oh no, he's just being friendly. And then, probably leads to another, like, people, sorry, how did you mean that to happen? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Uh, um, best relationship moment so far? Our best relationship? No, moments. Best relationship moments? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, the best relationship moment was when I was 16. Okay. Actually, I think I just turned 17, or I was about to turn 17, but I was 16. Okay. I was going to turn 17, and there was this book. I was a fan of Mallory Blackman back in the day. She wrote Noughts and Crosses, this whole trilogy, and... I think I've got that book at home. It's an amazing book. I've never read it, though. No, you have to. Just in my house. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> And I had mentioned it to the guy I was dating at the time that um, I had just found out, actually, because it was just a trilogy. Then I had just found out on the internet that she wrote a fourth book. Um, and I think it was coming out that week. But it was like limited edition. And when I had found out, as I said, it was coming out that week, I didn't have time to pre-order it. So I was talking to the guy that was there. He was like, oh my gosh, she's got a new book. Oh no, how am I going to get my hands on it now? And everywhere I had tried to look, it was sold out. So I was like, oh. Gosh, I'm going to have to wait for so long before I can get it. Mm. By the end of the week, he turned up one day. He met me after college and he gave me the book. He had bought it for me. And I was like, sorry, what? (laughs) (laughs) And he was just like, oh, are you free after college today? I said, yeah. And he just met me at the bus stop. And he had, I said, how did you find it? And literally it was that week. So within a matter of days, he had me the book. I was just gobsmacked. Um, and it was the sweetest thing ever because, as I said, I didn't ask him to get it for me. It must have been so hard for him to find his hands on, and it was just so sweet. sweet. That was like a very good highlight because I was just like, oh my gosh, yeah. 
that was up there. Oh, that's cute. Which is it. <laughs> yeah, he was he was a sweetheart. So what happened? We did the break thing. <laughs> <laughs> See? It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Because after that, it was never the same. The trust was gone for me. And I wanted to make it work, but it was just, it was different. And um, it didn't. He had changed and we weren't the same. It just did The last six months of the relationship was just both of us grasping at straws, to be honest. Mm. We should have just left that break. We should have ended it. We should never have tried to come back after the break was only a week but we never should have tried to come back after it because it's too long um so what happens if, if if you're married and the trust goes what happens then if the trust goes but you're married so it's not like it's so you have to rebuild find a way to rebuild but then what what if you rebuild isn't as nice or amazing as what, what was there before the trust was gone um you can always get something better what's the saying that a seed has to die first before it bears before the roots grow so you put the seed in the ground and then it actually has to die so sometimes you have to do that with things you have to kill certain stuff you have to bury certain stuff and something else a lot more beautiful will blossom in its place oh. Oh. so yeah so i think that as long as you people are willing that there's a world there's a way there is and you guys will be able to build something a lot more it's not going to be easy but you will be able to build something a lot more um a lot stronger than what was mm. previously there because you know your pit pitfalls now I like that. no i think that'll be a nice place to round up thank you angela for Oh. creating the podcast it's been lovely I've enjoyed myself I like to talk so yeah I guess you could tell that but yeah oh, <laughs> well feel free to come down again only problem is like usually we have to go down to flipping Croydon yeah is, I won't be doing that like them, them, them outskirts that, 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 that darkest yeah I won't be doing that but it's been real thank you I have enjoyed myself I'm glad you did um tags Shout out to Rude okay. for the... No, where are you going? Okay, before you go... No, before you go, do you have anything you want to shout out for yourself? No. Okay. Angela has left the building. <laughs> so, um, shout out to Rude for the intro and outro music. Hang tight, Calvin Turner for the Ordinary Amazing logo. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blackfoot's Furnace, no apostrophe. On all good podcasting websites, look for the Blacksmith Furnace with the Costa Free. Twitter at the Furnace UK, which we never use. <laughs> hotmail is tbsfurnacehotmail.com. Send me that fan mail. I love it. Um, blah, 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 what else? Um, Nancy Meets. Nancy Meets is on. Is coming out first episode on the 24th of September, 7 p.m. Look out for it. It's going to be sick. Um, reverb next reverb will be September October October third I believe in the new venue Project B I went last week this week it was sick there were there was levels there and there was bars and it was great and I was like wow there's actually levels in this world anyway I'm rambling um, Peter should be back from Tanya with next week so he should be here Noja should be here Kaylin I don't even know for that girl but hopefully she'll be here too um, yeah you know guys. You know, I'm all about the love, so send me a love story in, in the comments. I, I like the love story every now and again. 
speak more about that later. Jeez. Anyway, um, is that everything? Uh, yes, it is. All right, cool. Then this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blah!